the set of music today. We have a nice worship set for you today. It's going to get a, ch a chance for us to kind of get close to God in a glorious day that we have here. Your goodness is running after 
running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. With my life, I surrender now, I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, running after me. I love you, Lord. Your mercy never fails me. And all of my days, you in my hand the moment that I wake up till my head I will sing the goodness of God in all my life you have been faithful in all my life you have been true breath I am able to sing the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, running after me. That's right. Your goodness, he's running after, he's running after me. With my life, I surrender now, I will give you a Your goodness is running after, running after me. Think of that for a second. Listen to these words. Your goodness is running after, running after me. He's running after you, right? Your goodness is running after, running after me. With my life, I lay down, I surrender, now I give you everything. is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Oh, lay down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, running after me. One more time. Your goodness is running after, he's running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. And with my life I surrender now, I'll give you Your goodness is running after, running after me. Uh, hallelujah. He's running after me. He's running after you. His goodness is running after me. It's an amazing feeling to know you have a God that runs after you and, and never forgets about you, you know? 
And many times I need running after, and uh, he does that. He does that. Now, when he runs after you, he gives you a victory in him, doesn't he? A victory in him. We have that gift that's given to us, and, uh, well, today's a nice day of worship. Here we go. Weapons will be formed, but it won't prosper. When darkness fails, it won't prevail. Because I serve a God, He has had a triumph. My God will never fail. Because my God. I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory Cause the battle belongs to you, Lord There is power
Charles is going to come and give some announcements. Hello, everybody. Hey, you know, it's really cool today, but it's kind of nice, huh? It's real crisp and nice. Um, it's so good to see you all. Uh, we've got a lot of people in the parking lot. People are still rolling in. Uh, I hope you all had a great week this week. I definitely did. Uh, so I just wanted to let you know real quick, this week we have my mom and uh, Rosie. We're going to have a special guest. Rosie is going to be doing the elementary and toddler lesson today on Facebook at 1230 on Facebook Live. The title is All of My Presence. We're teaching the kids that salvation is now. We have to accept Jesus now, not wait until later, all right? Not say, oh, well, let me go do whatever I want to do now, and then later on in life I'll get saved. No, we want to be saved now. Uh, then also, uh, Karen and Sully are teaching on YouTube Live. They're going to be teaching about don't think like the world. And let me tell you, they've been talking about their relationship, and it's really awesome. This week they're going to talk about when they get upset at each other and all their conflict, all right? So I want to hear about, I want everyone to be watching that because it's going to be good, nice and juicy, all right? Nice and juicy. Um, so they're going to be bearing their soul on YouTube Live, so definitely tune in for that. Uh, and then uh, just I wanted to just share with you, I know the election is over. There's been a lot of concern, and, you know, the voting is over about the recent election. Uh, if you voted, then you've done what God has called you to do. There's no need to worry about it. We know that it is contested and that the courts will end up making the final decision. Uh, so all we need to do now as Christians is just to pray that the truth will come out and that we have a fair election. Um, we want to continue to uh, pr uh, talk about the Operation Christmas Child boxes. The deadline is November 22nd. Uh, so please, there's only about eight more boxes left. We actually have some more inside that we can um, bring out if needed. But uh, please, uh, a lot of you have taken boxes. Please keep taking the boxes. It's so important. Uh, just remember the things that we can't have in the boxes. Like you can't have toothpaste or liquids or candy or food items of any kind. You can't have any uh, weapons of war, so no like toy guns or anything like that. Um, just in terms of customs, there's certain things that they can't um, get through customs into the different countries. So uh, just remember that. If you have any other questions about what you can and can't include, just let me know. But the deadline is November 22nd. Uh, and then also Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, We're going to do testimonies of everything that God has done for us over the past year. Uh, it's on November 22nd. So if you have a testimony, incidentally, we're, we don't really celebrate birthdays, but it is going to be my dad's birthday on not November 22nd. Uh, so that's, that's uh, exciting. But if you have a testimony of what God has done for you good, if he's protected you, if he's provided for you throughout the course of this past year, uh, we want you to talk to my dad and, and share your testimony with him, and then you can come up and share your testimony on November 22nd. Uh, and then lastly, uh, for your tithes and offerings, you can give in that little red box over there on the welcome table. You can give online at www.newheartforyou.com slash give dash online. I think Bill's going to put it up underneath uh, on the broadcast for everyone at home. Or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. All right, and um, I think that that is it. Um, my Oh, Ron's going to give us a song.
this is a nice song. I want you to just kind of think about the Lord. Think about how much He loves you. Sometimes we don't know how much He does. Jealous for me, loves like a hurricane. I'm a tree bending beneath the weight of his wing and mercy. All of a sudden, I am aware all these afflictions elipsed by the glory. I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your afflictions are for me. You know how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us. He has so much love for us, we don't even know. He sees jealous for me. I'm a hurricane in the tree. The weight of this wind. And all of a sudden I am aware All the afflictions Clips by the glory I realize Just how beautiful you are Oh, beautiful you are for me Thank you, Lord. Oh, how you love us, Lord. Oh, 
Words cannot express what you put in our hearts with your love. Thank you for loving us, Father. Thank you for loving us no matter where we are, what we've done, where we're going, you're with us and you love us. Thank you, Lord. I pray that the Lord would touch your heart right now, that his presence would be with you, that you would know without a shadow of a doubt his love is unconditional, unrelentless, and completely and totally loving towards us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. He is wonderful. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Well, I wanted to make an announcement uh, to you all, and it's with a sad heart, but also a happy heart. You know how that goes, right? Uh, so I'm going to ask Pastor Charlie and Jeannie to come up. And um, you can take your mask off, Pastor Charlie. So uh, Pastor Charlie told me uh, the other week that, you know, they're retired now and, uh, you know, taxes are kind of high and cost of living is kind of high here in California. So they're going to pick up their belongings and move to not Beverly Hills, but Arizona. <laughs> and so uh, it's with a sad heart, but, you know, Pastor Charlie is a faithful man. The Bible says a faithful man will abound in blessings. So wherever he goes, he will be blessed. The Bible says that you're blessed in the city, you're blessed in the field, you're blessed in California, you're blessed in Arizona. So he already has a church in uh, Green Valley, also Kingman, where he's going to be located. A four-square church, so we're going to relay his pastor papers over there. But anyway, Pastor Charles, Charlie, what do you have to say for yourself? Lord help me. No, <laughs> not really. He, he he has helped us. You know, it it's with the like I say, Pastor Chuck said, you know, it's a sad heart that we're leaving because we've been here for nine years. Jeannie's been here for ten years. And we've grown to know a lot of people and we love you guys. And we thought about this, we prayed about it, and the Lord just seemed to bless us in everything that we were doing in this move. So I feel that uh, the Lord has says, okay, you, you made your move. It's time to move on to something else. But I remember when I come to New Heart Church, it's back in 2012, that I was dying spiritually. Because after my first wife passed away, I would go to church, I would read the word, but I was missing fellowship. And fellowship is very important to keep your spirit alive. Because if you want to use the analogy of a coal in a barbecue pit, you have all the coals that are nice and hot. If you take one coal out and set it off to the side, it will go out. The fire will go out. So when you have a lot of coals around you, then the fire stays lit. Amen. So with Pastor Chuck's guidance and the love of people in New Heart Church, mm -hmm. I re the Holy Spirit rekindled that fire within me. Mm. And he's helped Jeannie, and we've both felt that we've been really blessed here at New Heart Church. So as this, Pastor Chuck put me to work. He's a slave driver, if you will. No, a good man. But I started 
doing the things again. I come alive. He promoted me to be an elder within the church. That was an honor. And then he went on to encourage me to become a pastor. Even a greater honor. And God has blessed me through this. He's blessed my family. And for those here, I encourage you to stay in the word. Those listening on Facebook and other media, I encourage you to stay in the word. Give your life to the Lord because he is going to direct you. Because he says, I know the plans I have for you. Now, Pastor Chuck has helped me with the help of the Holy Spirit move this far up. And I owe a lot to Pastor Chuck. He's not just my pastor. He's my friend. And he's a friend to a lot of people. He prays for you. He loves you with the love of Christ. I know because he and I have discussed a lot of things together. So I know his heart. Not like God does, but I know his heart. And again, with sad hearts, we're leaving. But I feel the Lord has something else for us to do. Amen. So I'm going to see if Jeannie has anything she wants to say. But it's, it's been a blessing, really, truly a blessing for me. I hope it's been a blessing for you guys. Because it's not about me. It's about what God can do through me for you. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, if, if you want God to work in your life, say, Lord, here I am, use me. That's and right. he will use you to the ultimate. Amen. Jeannie, uh, would you like to say something? Yes. Hello. We're moving to Golden Valley, Arizona, not Green Valley. Oh, sorry. I don't think there's any green there. (laughs) But um, we will be back to visit uh, off and on as we still have family here. We still have family here. We will be visiting and attending occasionally Sunday service. We... uh, we still have our RV, and we'll we'll be up and down, <laughs> hopefully. And uh, with the you know, with the grace of God, we will. Um, it's only four hours away. Anyone wants to visit, they can while they're up that way. We're right off of Route 66, and you know that's here too. Route 66. <laughs> so, God bless you all. Bye. Again, again, I just want to thank Pastor Chuck. For the guidance he's given me and for the love he's shown me and the direction which I should go. And I know that the Lord will bless him. And like I say, you guys have a wonderful pastor. Not only is he he's your pastor, he can be your friend. And he is a dear friend of mine. And I thank you so much, Pastor Chuck, my dear friend, Amen. for the guidance you've given me and for all the help you've given me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Do I have sound? Well, it's been an honor, Pastor Charlie and Jeannie, to have you with us for such a long time and your faithfulness and your loyalty. It's, you know, the Bible says, a faithful man who can find. Amen. But he's been faithful in the Bible studies, the prayer meetings that we had on the week, uh, during the week. So he will be missed, but the Lord will bring someone else. Hopefully, uh, 
to be able to do what Pastor Charlie has been doing with you all. The reason why we couldn't get him up here in time, he's out talking to people, so that's the way Pastor Charlie is. Oh, and Pastor Charlie, I forgot, I, ha I, have, a, I have a card for you guys with a little uh, blessing inside. We try to find a, uh, a well-known restaurant there in Golden Valley, but there was none, so <laughs> you have to find one. All right. Thank you so much. God bless. Give them a round of applause and thank you for, they'll be leaving around uh, mid-December. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's bow our heads and pray as we get ready to hear the word of God today. I'm so excite excited to give you this message. Hopefully it'll minister to your hearts and it'll be a blessing to you. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your word and your love towards us that it'll be able to change our lives so that we can be more like you. We ask you to bless this message. Let it, receive, uh, let it be received by the people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, we're gonna talk about pathway to peace. Does that sound good? Just the title alone. Peace, how many of you want peace? I, I could use some peace. Now, everybody wants peace, but they try to go it in different ways. Is that not right, true? Uh, some people do drugs and sex and rock and roll. Some people want power or money or prestige, but that doesn't give you peace. I know my wife, she worked for this lady that had a lot of money. I'm talking about a lot of money, lived in Beverly Hills, and Marianne worked for her at her house, and she was always distraught, always discomforted, always uneasy, had anxiety and frustration about the littlest things. They would paint a, a bedroom, and then they didn't like the color, so they'd have to repaint it all over again. They threw a birthday party for her daughter, and the valet parking company wasn't, you know, doing the right thing. Oh, she had a fit. Never at peace, always unhappy, and never uh, complete or, or at peace. And it's the same with us, maybe not to that extreme, but we're living in a time where we have everything at the touch of our fingers, don't we? We can do things much faster and easier than we ever could before. But it's still causing us to have more stress than we ever had. It should be easier, but we have more stress. Why is that? Because more people are using their laptops wherever they go. They take their work home. They're constantly on their smartphones, calling people, finding out what's happening in the world, and you're just possessed with things. And we have so much stress because there's so many things that we have to do. And, and we live in a fast-paced society. Do, do you know that? I mean, things are fast. And, and there's a lot of dollars wrapped up in all of our decisions. Did you know that? For example, the city where I live in, they told us we got to chop down our trees or trim our trees on our property because it was a fire hazard. Well, that cost thousands of dollars. Brother Bob knows what I'm talking about. We had a bee nest outside on our fireplace, but they had to go inside to get the hive. That cost thousands of dollars. Then we had termites that they had to come in and foam the attic to get rid of those and replace some boards on the outside, that costs thousands of dollars. And, and, you know, if you don't do your taxes right, that'll cost you thousands of dollars. So there's a lot of pressure going on. People are nervous about what they have to do. And, and you know, things are more expensive nowadays. Did you know that? When I was growing up, uh, cars, you know, at, when we were in high school, we didn't have these fancy cars. We, we would have cars that were really should have been in the in the junk heap. I mean, we get a new car, and, and it was all tore apart, and the upholstery was ripped, 
the, needed a paint job, the car wasn't running, and we just said, oh, we're so glad we have four wheels that we can drive around. And we, we didn't have new cars. I, I looked it up in 1966 when I was 16 years old to get a new, brand new VW. It only cost $1,500. Can you imagine that? But we never, we couldn't even afford that. We would, a couple hundred dollars, we get a used VW and we drive it around. Today, you know, it, it costs at least 20000 to 25000 to get a new car. But in those days, when you had a car, like if you had a Buick or an Oldsmobile with the bumper, the bumper protected you from everything. I mean, you could run into people and, and you just get a little dent in the bumper. Oh, that's okay. We'll take care of it. No problem. But now, with cars that we have nowadays, if you back up into a pole at five miles an hour, you've got major damage. Your trunk is messed up. The side panels are messed up. Uh, you know, the, forget about the bumper. Then you got to get paint to paint it, you know, match it up. And, and you know, you got $2,000 just for bumping into a pole. So I can remember when my son went to get a driver's license at 16 years old. And I was there at the, at the, at the counter. And I said, do you think it's safe for my son to be driving out there? I have a car that's worth $25,000. He's only 16 years old. And she just looked at me like, well, you know, that's the law. Okay. But the Bible says, the Apostle Paul said, be anxious for nothing. I, I have to wonder what planet was he living on? Be anxious for nothing. We can be anxious about everything, can't we? But peace is not an absence of trouble. We, we, we have things to be anxious, anxious about, our jobs, our house, our kids, our family, our health, all these things. But peace is not the absence of trouble, but it's a confidence that God is going to work everything out for our good. It's the usual uneasiness and unrest and anger and lack of peace comes when we are not getting our own way. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we want it and we want it now. We're not getting it fast enough. We, and so we cry like babies. Wah, wah. Now, I'm talking about myself, too. We, we went to the store. We were going to pick up a couch. And I had to be in three places at the same time. I had to be there. I had to be here. And then I had to be back at my house to, to check on something. And so we go to the store. And the, the couch was supposed to be reserved for us. So we went there. And guess what? They couldn't find it. And I said, ma'am, I'm in a hurry. Is there any way you could, like, speed it up a little bit? And she said, uh, yes, I'm trying the best I can, sir. I go, okay. And so she went back. She said, oh, the sh a new shipment came in, so your couch is in the very back, so we can't get at it. And we can't even find it, actually. And so my wife and I were thinking to ourselves, do we want to just come back later? Do we want to just go to another store? What do we want to do? But the Lord said, just be patient. Be at peace. You know that, that phrase, hold your peace? <laughs> that means hold on to the peace that comes from knowing Jesus. Know that God's going to work it out for our good, amen? So I said, okay, I'll calm down. And the lady said, well, what, what did the couch look like? So we went to the book, and she looked in the book, and she said, oh, yeah, uh, I think I know where that one is. And so she went in, and lo and behold, there it was. And as we were there, the driver that does the delivery came by, and he said, oh, I'll pull that out for you so you can look at it. I said, yeah, now we're talking. Now things are moving. And so he pulled it out. It was beautiful. We went and we, we purchased it. We were ready to go. He says, I'll deliver it to you tomorrow. I go, that's great, perfect. 
And then, so we get to the cashier, and the cashier said, would you like to sign up for our rewards card? I go, not really. I'm kind of, I got to get going. And, and she said, well, it'll only take a few minutes. I go, okay. So she goes, just give me your name and your, uh, your email. So I go, Chuck Canizero. She said, can you spell that for me? C-H-U. Wait, wait, wait. She goes, wait a minute. I can't, I can't really see the, the, the pad here. I, I, I need... I didn't get my prescriptions on my glasses filled. So can you go a little slower? I'm going, oh, brother, come on. And C-A-N-N-I-Z, -Z, is that two Z's? T-Z, what? I'm going, Marianne, please help me. <laughs> so she went in and she gave it to her very slow and direct. And, and so I had to know that everything was going to be working out for my good. Amen? Hold my peace. So... Lo and behold, the end of the story is when the guy came to deliver, the truck driver, he was in a hurry too. He was moving really fast and he was taking care of things. And I said, man, you are really fast. How do you slow down at night? How do you go to sleep? He goes, well, I haven't been able to sleep that well for the last two years. It seems like I'm in a lot of stress. I said, I can help you with that. Amen. I can give you the peace that passes all understanding and make you sleep good at night. And I don't mean, I don't mean with Mr. Pillow. I, I'm talking about Jesus. Amen. So he, I said, can I pray with you? He said, yeah. So I prayed with him at the, the winner's prayer. Accept Jesus in your heart. And he received the peace that passes all understanding. And he went away with a smile on his face. Now, what if I would have been just obnoxious in the store? And, and, and raised a fuss and said, we had it on order. Where What's happening here? I wouldn't have gotten my delivery. I wouldn't have got the person saved. So uh, the Bible says that we have to allow the Lord to work in our lives. Hold our peace. In present day vernacular, be cool. <laughs> the Lord is working for your good. Amen? Now, we have a testimony. I talked to Sister Bindi uh, this week, and she's a very good student of the Word of God, and she listens to the messages. She tries to, to, you know, put them into action. And so last week, we were talking about uh, be a new man. Let the, uh, be another man. The Lord, by the Spirit of God, will change you and change your personality, your habits, and your thoughts. So she got pulled over by the policeman for going 83 miles an hour. It was on the freeway, so that's good. But in her, she said her former self would have given the policeman a hard time and fought with them and argued with them and tell them, why are you pulling me over? And, but the new person, the new uh, Bindi, said, uh, when the, the policeman said, do you know why I pulled you over? She said, yeah, I was speeding. He said, yeah, you're right. Let me see your driver's license. So she handed him the driver's license, and she said, excuse me, I'm sorry, but the picture on there, uh, my hair was a mess. It was a bad hair day. I'm sorry. I apologize. And he just laughed and went back to his car and, you know, did some checking. And then he came back and said, you know, ma'am, uh, usually it's automatic ticket if you're going over 80 miles an hour. I didn't know that. And so, but he said, I like you. There's something about you I like. You made me laugh and you didn't fight me. I'm going to let you off with a warning. Come on, talk to me. This, this works. Wherever you go, this will work. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Amen? And, and, you know, a definition of that is umpire. In other words, he tells you when you're out of bounds and when you need to hold it, when you need to stay on the base, all those kinds of things. So we're talking about pathway to peace. I got three steps for you. Ready? The first step is to meet 
the Prince of Peace. The Bible says he is our peace. When Jesus comes into our heart, we have the peace that passes all understanding, a calmness and an assurance that his presence is with us. Remember, Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with us, we're not going into the promised land alone by ourselves. We have to say that in our own selves. We're not leaving the house without Jesus and his presence. So Jesus gives us an invitation in Matthew eleven twenty eight. He says, come unto me. All ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. First step, you got to come to him. you got to go to him. You know, he's not going to come to you. He's going to draw you by the Spirit, but you have to make the first step. You have to go meet him. Praise God. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, Romans 10, 13. So we have to call upon the name of the Lord. First thing is we have to meet him. And Jesus says in John 14, 27, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I, gives to you, but I give you my peace and my rest. Let not your heart be troubled. And you may say, Pastor Chuck, what do you do for your peace? What do you do for your vacation? I, you know what? I, I like to take a trip to Ephesians, Philippi, Galatia. I like to read the Bible because that's where my peace and my tranquility comes. So, you have to know that the peace that you have will help you in any situation that you're going and going to. And whenever I get into situations where I see arguments and conflicts and trouble, I just say, Jesus, Jesus, Prince of Peace, come on the scene. This is something you guys can take with you. No, no matter what you're doing, wherever you're going, whatever's happening in your life, let the peace of God be with you. And we're going to talk about how you can throw your peace. But what we did is uh, when my mom was with us, and we would go visit her once a month up in Palos Verdes, and it's about an hour drive, so sometimes we were a little late. And my mama does not like us being late. She's got the spaghetti ready, you know, meatballs, everything ready to eat. Now, why, why are you late? And so when we get there, she would give us a hard time for that. And, you know, 15 minutes, I mean, give me a break. But when we were going to be late, we said, we better call her and pray. Pray that the Lord would touch her heart, that she would be calm and relaxed and have the peace that passes all understanding. So we prayed, and lo and behold, when we got there, she was at peace. Oh, hi, son. Hi, Marianne. Come on in. So glad to see you. Sorry we're late, Mom. That's okay. As long as you're safe, come on in. Praise God. And every time we did, it worked out. However, one time we didn't do that. We said, we got, uh, hey, we got it under control. No, God's with us. And we were a little late. We called, we got there, and we got it. Amen. <laughs> we heard it. Why are you late? All this stuff. I said, we better pray the next time. We better not forget to pray. So when you pray and, th and let the peace of God go into a situation, Matthew 10, 13 says, if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if not worthy, let your peace return unto you. So Jesus is saying, you can throw your peace. You can allow the Holy Spirit to minister to people. Praise God. So when I was, now my mom is in a good mood now all the, every day. Well, she's in heaven, so of course she's in a good mood. Amen? <laughs> now, I learned this when I was going to be an insurance agent for Farmers Insurance Company. I used to go to the body shops in 
write up the estimates. And so I went into this one, one body shop, and this owner was a big guy. He was a small office, a big, burly guy, and he was cussing. And I had just gotten saved, and so I was like, I'm not going to let him do that to me. So I said, sir, could you please stop cussing? And he did not like that. He came in a flurry over to me, stood right over me, towered over me. He said, how can you come in here in my uh, shop and tell me how to talk? And I didn't move. I didn't budge. I just looked him in the face, and I said, well, I'm just asking you. He said, okay. He went to his desk. So I went to the church, and I told the intercessor, I said, you should have seen me. I stood right up to this guy. I told him, you know, he shouldn't be cussing at me and everything. And you know what she looked she said, she looked at me and she said, well, why didn't you let the Holy Spirit do it? I go, what? She said, yeah, just let the Holy Spirit minister and convict him of his sin because of your righteousness and your holiness. I said, wow. So the next time I went in there, I did that. I was just myself and let the Holy Spirit minister him and no more cuss words. Praise God. So you can let the Spirit, because what the, the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Amen? So the first step is to meet him. Let him be on the inside of you. Second step is to learn about him. Learn how he does things. In Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, it says, Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly and gentle in heart, and you will find rest to your souls. You have to learn how Jesus does it. What did he do? Now, how did he do in the storms of life in Matthew four thirty seven, Remember, they were on the boat, and the, the waves were tumultuous and the apostles said jesus don't you care that we're perishing and what was he doing he was sleeping but he got up and then he said he said uh, he, he said he rose he rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still what are you talking about he spoke peace to the to the wind and to the sea and it calmed do you know that you can speak that to people you can speak peace to your situations with your family members, with your husbands, with your kids, with your relatives. You can speak peace. Praise God. Amen. Now, I know uh, when I applied for this job at an insurance company, it was a lesser paying job, but I just wanted to spend more time going to church. Like Pastor Charlie said, I wanted to give more time to the church. So I, I took this job and the interviewer said, do you really want this job? He goes, let me come in the back room. Let me show you the people that are working this job right now. And there was three guys there. One guy was on the phone, and he was putting his hands through his hair, all frustrated and, and nervous and smoking. I go, okay. The next guy, he's yelling on the phone to somebody about something, and he's at the top of his lungs. Another guy was just walking around in a daze, just frustrated, mumbling to himself. He said, do you want this job? I go, well, wait a minute. If Jesus took this job, could he do it? Yeah. He, ha he gave me peace. So I was able to go and do those things that he's called me to do, wherever you're at. See, peace is in you. It's not your surroundings, but it's what you have. You, can, you bring peace to a situation. Amen? Okay. Do you guys got that? You can bring peace to it because you're there. And so what happened was, after six months, I didn't know that much about the job, but after, when he had to go on vacation, guess who he appointed as supervisor, acting supervisor? Me. Why? Because I brought peace. He says, if any of these guys take it, they're going to be yelling at the clients, yelling at people, and, and, but I know at least you'll have peace and you'll be able to handle the situation. Amen? So God wants you to have peace. So the first thing we have to do is what? Meet Jesus. Second thing we have to do is learn of him. And the third thing is to live with him. 
Let him be with you daily. The Bible says, as you have therefore received Jesus Christ, so walk ye in him. Walk ye in him. This is the pathway to peace. You got his peace. You learn how he does it. And then you activate it. You do it in your daily life. And you'll see great joy and peace in what you do. For instance, I was telling uh, uh, Rosie, I was going to mention this, that she was having trouble with her car. She couldn't get it when she didn't used her car for a while, the battery went down. So she got a new battery, and it still didn't work. And then she, they checked the alternator, and they said, well, that works too. We don't know what it is. So she was down for a couple of months. Finally, I said, Rosie, let's go do something here. So me and Marianne were helping her. We took it to her body shop, and he checked it out, and he goes, oh, it's the alternator for sure. And she goes, well, why didn't they tell me that? And so the funny thing is, as soon as we walked up, he knows her, but he didn't know me. He said, Who, who's your bodyguard here? And he said, no, that's not my bodyguard. That's my pastor coming. And his eyes lit up. He was so good, to, glad to see a, a Christian brother and a pastor come in. And so we were talking a little bit. He asked, what are you doing? I said, we're having you know, church on the lawn down the street. And he said, okay. So I said, well, let's fix the alternator. He goes, I'm going to give you a pastor's discount. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> so it would have cost $500. He knocked it down to guess how much? $275. Amen? Okay, so you can hire me to go with you in any repairs that you need, but you can throw your spirit in it too. You can let the, the peace of God and the favor of God come upon you. You know, Marietta said she was having problems with her stomach. I said, I'll pray with you. She, uh, this was last week. So this week she said, no, I've been praying myself. And, and it's gone. Praise God. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving you things to equip yourself, to bring peace in situations. When you see people arguing, when you see people not getting along, yeah, you're here. The Prince of Peace is with you. Amen? Now, th there's the things that you have to do to, to keep the Holy Spirit with you. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit will prompt you and lead you into doing the right thing, living for Him, living a righteous life. The Bible says, I'm a God that delights in uh, righteousness, and I hate evil ways. What kind of evil ways are you talking about, Pastor Chuck? Well, in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, it talks about Paul when he said, Every sin, whatever a person commits, is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. When I first read that, I go, oh, my Lord. God really puts an emphasis on that. The Bible says that our temple our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know how pastors, you know, get caught in this. It's very clear you're not supposed to do that. What ha what's what wrong with them? Some people say, well, he's just human. Yeah, he's human, but he's got God's divine nature on the inside of him. Purity and holiness will cause you to avoid certain things. And there's a list of them. I'm going to give you a couple and see how, how, how you guys are faring in this. Murder. Do we have any murderers out there? Bible said, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder. Well, you say, but if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Amen? Okay, how about anybody talking bad about somebody and slandering them? That grieves the Holy Spirit of God. We're supposed to watch our mouth, have goodness. How can you praise God and then speak evil of your neighbor? God's children, you can't do that. Well, I'm telling the truth, but you know what? If you're telling the truth and you're telling somebody else, it's goss that's gossiping. 
You're supposed to speak good things, right? Whatever's pure or pleasant and lovely, of good report. If there be any praise, think on these. That's what you're supposed to say. But it's so juicy, Pastor Chuck. I, I want to tell people about it. <laughs> you know how that goes. It rises up on the inside. You say, like, I got I to gotta tell somebody. No, you don't. <laughs> you are not the judge, praise God. So you must know that I don't want to say these things because I don't want to please the Lord. Then as we move down, there's lying, cheating, stealing, and jealousy. The, this should not be once named among, among us. And also, we shouldn't be disobedient to our parents or our grandparents or our aunts or our uncles or, yea, even the pastor. Praise God. <laughs> Obey those that have the rule over you. Amen? So, for to be carnally minded, given into the flesh, is uh, death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You want life and peace? Amen. That's what you do. You stay away from sin. You stay in with the Lord and let his spirit work through you. Praise God. Now, I'm going to finish up with a couple of peace scriptures before it snows out here. <laughs> okay, Psalms 119, verse 165 says, Great peace are those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. When you're doing the right thing and you're living for him, you don't worry about situations that you're facing. My God will defend me. My God will supply all my need. My God will be there for me. Amen? doesn't matter what you're facing. There's many scriptures that talk about the peace of God. In fact, that's God's name. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Isn't that nice? He said, I'm a... In fact, when the Jewish people would see each other, they'd say, what? Shalom. Peace. And Paul, when he was writing, he said, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be ministers and bringers of peace. In 2 Thessalonians 3.16, it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always and in every way. We're supposed to walk in peace. We're not supposed to be flustered and, and, and fretting. Why? Because we have the peace of God. In Psalms 119, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 3, 2, for length of days and long life and peace will my words, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You want peace? Meditate in the word of God. Let the word of God dwell in your hearts and you'll find peace and rest. The Bible says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You know what a guard does? Keeps things out. When you hear situations that are troubling, the peace of God will guard you and protect you from having to deal with these situations. So when trouble or disappointment comes, the peace of God will guard you. Praise God. John 16, 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you shall have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And if he's overcome it, you've overcome it. And the last scripture we have in 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, Finally, brethren, rejoice, be made complete, be comforted, be like-minded, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Amen? Are you guys ready to receive peace from the Lord? Amen? I gave you some scriptures. I gave you some thoughts. gave you some examples. Hopefully... You'll take it home with you.
Hopefully you won't be yelling at your neighbor. Amen? Yelling at your kids. Yelling at your spouse. Yelling at your girlfriend. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen over there? Praise. <laughs> Peace. And, you know, because things, you know, we react a lot of times. When people spill something, oh, why'd you do that? Or people do the wrong thing. Oh, no. But I've always found out that God will make everything work together for our good. Amen? So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, I thank you for bringing the word of God to us to allow us to follow after your peace, the peace that you've given to us. So we ask you, Lord, that you would just impart that peace to us, knowing that when things trouble or come against us, we can trust and count on you. So we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's the peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Now, if you don't have that peace or you say, you know, I haven't met Jesus, I haven't invited him into my heart and my life, I will open up an invitation that you can do that by just say, saying a simple prayer. So just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask him to forgive me of my sins, be Lord of my life, and guide me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, if you've accepted the Lord before, and maybe now you're not living exactly the way you want to, ask the Lord now to forgive you of your sins. Let's pray this way. Say, Father God, forgive me of my sins. Cause me to be at peace with you and those around me. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've answered any one of those calls, those invitations, there's a number on the screen. You can call us, let us know. You can also uh, contact us through our website. Just hit contact on there and let us know what you've done. If you need prayer for anything, for health, for situations that you're facing, if you need your car battery charged, <laughs> just give me a call and we'll help you out. Amen? Glad that you're out here. I'm glad that you weathered the storm and hopefully that you've been blessed. Amen? Amen. Brother Ron. What a great message we had today. And I will be calling you to help me out, you know. Let's close out a great day of worship. Come on, everybody.
Sunday, everybody.